Hello to all my beautiful people. Welcome back to another segment with your girl, Christiana, on Unapologetically Myself. So I hope that you guys have been staying healthy and safe during this global pandemic. You know, I, I, can, I constantly say that just because I know that there's a lot going on in the world and there's a lot going on in our minds and, you know, we're all feeling something, right? So I've been really holding off speaking on this for quite some time just because I'm still trying to wrap my head around what our country and our world is facing at the moment. I still can't even believe we're in July. And when I think back at New Year's, we were all so excited for 2020. And specifically for me, like, and I think a lot of people in my generation, this is a time where we're really trying to make a name for ourselves and get really um, grounded in a career. And it's just... To look back while I was, you know, gathering my thoughts and doing research to record this, I was just so mind blown by the amount of current events that have happened so far in these past seven months. And it's just crazy. It's nothing that I've ever seen before. So I know some people may say, oh, Christiana, you're so young. And I understand I may not have experienced more than the other, but even just from conversations with my my elders, my grandfather, they've never experienced anything like this. I mean, my grandfather was in World War II, so he's he's definitely seen a lot of shit, but when it comes to a whole pandemic and a quarantine, I never even had that word in my dictionary. Like, I've never seen our world on such a lockdown, I, or just in general, I've never seen anything like this. So I think after speaking to my grandfather and my parents, they were just more worried and concerned about us, you know, my, my brother and my sister and I, my friends, my colleagues, just the younger generations to come because there's just so much going on in the world right now between politics, the government, money, jobs, traveling, buying a home. There's just so much. So to give you guys a little bit of a recap, I won't be touching on every single thing that has happened over the past seven months, but just shedding light on the main things that have happened and to kind of just play it out for you. So back in January, we're all excited for the new year. I feel like there's always a lot of positivity in the air, but we find out that there is a small, quote unquote, small virus outbreak in a fairly small town in China called Wuhan. And China is now on lockdown. Also, at the time, Australia was on fire and also dealing with flooding. So, a lot of craziness going on. You know, just what we want to hear starting a new year. Awesome. To top that off, I didn't know this, but the first case of coronavirus to be discovered in the U.S. was actually on January 20th in Washington. And what blows my mind the most is that there was a case in January in the United States, and we didn't consider this a pandemic until March. So it took two months to consider this whole thing a problem. Now, closing out the month of January, we have the legendary Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi. They were killed in a horrible helicopter accident with seven other passengers, and that was honestly one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever seen in my life. I honestly looked at my phone and I couldn't even believe what I was reading. I just remembered that this amazing man who was just so respected and so well known in not only basketball, but just in general when it came to helping children, 
when it came to teaching, when it came to just being an amazing husband and father, I was just, my heart was literally ripped out of my chest. And you didn't even have to be related to the family to feel their pain. That's how, that's how bad it was. I mean, it spread globally, that heartbreak. So that was closing out the month. And now we go into February where the stock market actually crashed and Corona is now labeled COVID-19, but still not taken that seriously. But we had the first case back in January. Cool. So now March is when people started to actually take this virus seriously. And companies started to transition to working from home, which at first everybody was like, woohoo, we get to work from home. Super glamorous. But Once they got settled in, I feel like working from home wasn't as glamorous as everyone expected it to be. And I know for myself, I was working from home the whole entire month of March. And it was definitely a challenge at first. That first week was an adjustment for sure. I don't live by myself. I live with my whole entire family. So my house is very loud at times and it was really hard to focus and stay organized. But I think after that first week, I really started to figure out a routine that worked for me. And I know with my team at my job, we we were all really upset and uncomfortable and just really didn't know how to handle the situation at first. My main priority was just being able to be myself and work as hard as I could to be as proactive and productive as I could be always trying to spread some positive energy around the the people that I was talking to, whether they were candidates or they were my coworkers. I really just wanted to create such a positive space and kind of look to the light in such a dark time. I'm also a very realistic human being. I believe that there is such thing as toxic positivity, and I am definitely one of those people that I know at the end of the day we're all human and we're all allowed to feel bad and we're all allowed to accept that we have these bad days but I think in the moment I just saw so much negative energy and I was really just trying to be that light for the people around me so unfortunately I was laid off due to COVID and it was sad because you know it was a new chapter for me and I was really really excited about growing with a new company and being able to surround myself with such independent strong-minded women And I was just overall really, really happy. I think that that was the happiest I've been in a really long time. I believe that throughout my experiences with jobs, I will never again get comfortable in a place where I just genuinely didn't feel like I have a balance. I think it's really important for yourself to have a work-life balance as well as a personal life balance. And life is way too short to absorbing all your energy into work. And I just think that there's a lot of other important things like your health, your family, your well-being. I thought at this point we all knew how to wash our hands, but obviously not. Um, no, but I just think that you'll, you'll feel so much more fulfilled when you start to learn how to balance your life um, between personal and work. And that's one thing that I was very, very grateful to come across coming into the new year. Um, But back to March, you know, the whole quarantine now is in full effect. I mean, businesses started shutting down everything. Everything was now shutting down, like no restaurants. Everything was takeout. And of course, all essential workers were the only ones 
allowed to be out and working. So at this point, China is doing really bad. Italy is now on lockdown and the conditions there were getting super serious. It was just really all heartbreaking to know that this is now a global pandemic. It wasn't just affecting the U.S. It was really spreading everywhere. There were some countries that didn't have it as bad as others, but to know that this one thing that started in one place traveled so fast and basically landed its way all around the world is really crazy. And the amount of people that have died, you know, young and old, there were just so many people that have passed away that I feel like weren't meant to pass away. And that's the saddest part. I believe that you know, everybody has their own timing when it comes to leaving this world. And with this virus, I just feel like there were so many people that passed away that weren't meant to pass away, if that makes sense. And whether you were healthy and young or you were old and you had past health conditions, I mean, people that had past health conditions that were a little bit more elderly, they were definitely more at risk. But then all of a sudden cases were showing young people that were super healthy dying and that was the scariest part too and just all the symptoms and it was just really overwhelming. I mean, to be honest, being in quarantine and being home and not having the stress of working, it still added stress to you. Like it still added stress to your plate because now you have all these worries. You know, when you're at work and your mind is going and you have this routine of like, doing the same thing every single day or just having some sort of schedule, I feel like, yeah, you're going to have stress, but that's like everyday stress. This quarantine specifically, I think, gave so many people more stress and anxiety. And especially if you're an extroverted person being in a quarantine and under lockdown and you can't socialize with people like myself, I was going crazy. I was literally going nuts. You know, maybe someone who's introverted, who is a little bit more of a homebody, they didn't mind it and it's not as bad for them. But also there were people that can easily get depressed. I mean, the amount of people that I think that fell under depression this year, the numbers probably skyrocketed. And I could only imagine, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but I could only imagine the amount of therapists that are now working with new clients because of this whole situation. And like I said, it all comes down to your mental health. You know, being able to take care of your your mental health is so important. And something like this that affects everyone, it will definitely do that to you. Um, so with all of that, now you have this like toilet paper frenzy. Just to kind of add some humor to this podcast, I don't know what the similarity or the comparison of toilet paper and a virus had to do with each other. Don't know, still don't know to this day why people were stocking up, but those toilet paper companies are probably billionaires right now and like good for them. But honestly, it was so sad to see the supermarkets just so empty. I mean, they were scraping for inventory and it was just nuts to me how people were really stocking up on all this food when there was also food that you can't keep for that long. So it really didn't make sense to spend all that money on food when a week later it's gonna go bad. Um, There was a lot of like, news about that and it I've just never seen a supermarket have nothing on the shelves it was crazy and I just feel like the whole world was ending when I saw that I was like oh my gosh I can't go food shopping um and even just the fear of going food shopping that was another thing too like of course that's a an essential thing we need to feed our families but at that point you know we just had no choice 
Um, and now, so with everyone now out of work, well, 7 million people out of work, the government decides to add an extra $600 a week to whoever was to claim unemployment. Not only was this um, a interesting topic, but it took, honestly, weeks and even months to for some people to even get that check, to get that first check. So... The whole unemployment process was delayed because I could only imagine as a business standpoint, they probably don't have enough people to process all these applications and whatnot. So it was just really crazy. I mean, that's the one thing that I can say that I'm very blessed and grateful for. I remember back in 2019, one of my main goals was to save about like $10,000. And just because it was like one of the goals that I had for the year, I was like, you know, I'm really inconsistent with saving money. I really want to send, I really want to save like 10K. And I was able to do that, you know, so I'm definitely grateful that I was able to claim unemployment, no problem. And being able to save that money was definitely a blessing. And it just kind of makes you more kind of like that relief of like, okay, like I can breathe. Don't get me wrong, like $10,000 is not going to last me, but it's at least something that I can say that I have saved. And that was something that really was a huge goal for myself and that I was able to now accomplish this year. And I just think in general, the importance of money is always a stress on everyone's mind. It's always a worry. You know, do I have enough money? Do I make enough money? Um, There's always this fear of, you know, not having enough money. And I personally think that you don't need it to be happy. But do I think you need it to survive? Of course. And the fact that people couldn't feed their children or pay their bills and companies were now deferring your bills, it was just really, really interesting. And I don't think people were prepared at all for this. Now, testing becomes more prevalent um, in specific states like New York and East Coast. And New York definitely had it the worst. I personally didn't get tested. My father actually had brain surgery right before Corona blew up in March. And I was just genuinely quarantining myself. So I really didn't care to get tested because I really didn't expose myself to anybody. And if I did, I would be quarantined for another 14 days or whatever the case may be. So I really was very specific on who I hung out with and whatnot. And that was another thing too, being an extrovert, I was going insane, literally going insane because whoever's an extrovert out there would understand. And someone who's maybe introverted, you know, it didn't seem like a much of a change, but for me, I was definitely going crazy. Good thing is, is that I mentally, even though we had the whole social distancing, I mentally didn't distance myself from people. I continue to have conversations, which I think was really important. And I think it's still important to this day, being that still things are not back to the way they used to be and they're not normal whatsoever. They're getting there, but they're not. And, you know, the amount of love that essential workers got during this time I thought was amazing you know doctors nurses UPS and FedEx drivers firefighters police garbage men construction I mean it really just goes to show that even without a pandemic those people are so important to keep this world going what's also crazy is that there were people out there refusing to wear a mask I mean I don't understand just wear the damn mask. I Listen, I get it. You can't breathe. People can't understand you. But the main importance and the purpose for wearing a mask is to protect the people that have to be out there putting their life at risk. You going to the supermarket or going to the store 
or your local, you know, local convenience store. You don't really need to do that, but it's more about the people that are spending hours out there, you know, coming in contact with multiple people and still having to go home and provide for their family. You know, it's it's just crazy to me that people were really having this whole drama over wearing a mask. Do I personally think that it's saving you? No, I don't think it's personally saving you, but my thing is this. I listen to the rules. I wear it in public. I wear it when I have to. And when I'm home, I take it off. Or when I'm in my car, I take it off. Yeah, the one thing that kind of pissed me off was like people driving with a mask and gloves in your own car. Don't get me started because I literally think it's the silliest thing I've ever seen in my life. But um, and whoever, whoever's listening to this, if you drive with, a, with gloves and a mask on, please stop. Or like, just don't let me see you because... I was just getting so mad. I'm like, you're in your own car, but okay. I also felt really bad for the elderly not being able to see their family. I think that what keeps your grandparents and old people alive is just being able to be around that young energy, like their grandkids and their kids in general. It's just, it was so sad to see like people waving from a window to their grandma or grandpa it still kind of gets me like upset because or not being able to say goodbye to your significant other or just your family member. A lot of craziness has happened over these past few months and can't forget the amount of 16 and 18 year olds becoming multimillionaires during these past few months over TikTok. And the fact that these young kids literally became millionaires in the amount of months just from being on an app for less than a year. Yeah, that wasn't too um <laughs> that wasn't too satisfying to swallow being almost 25 and still still trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> but yeah, that was cute. But on a serious note, now end of May things got really really serious. And to be honest, I feel like people really forgot that we were even in a global pandemic. Now, before I start talking about the current events that have happened over the past month and a half, I would appreciate for anyone listening to respect my opinion. I am no expert, but I do stay as present as I possibly can be and mentally can handle. I believe that this world is filled with so many people thinking they're always right. And to be honest, it's really hard to listen or trust credible sources because A lot of things I have read over the past few weeks end up not being true. And it's really disheartening because I feel like I can't trust journalists or anybody who seems like a credible source anymore. The mass media and news channels seem to not always show the full story or clips of situations. So I've led to really educating myself over activists on Instagram and Netflix documentaries and just having real straight up conversations with friends and people of color. So as we all know, George Floyd was a black American man who was killed in broad daylight during an arrest after allegedly passing a counterfeit $20 bill in Minneapolis. And a white police officer, Derek Chauvin, had his knee on George Floyd's neck for nearly eight minutes. Now, after seeing this video go viral, to be honest... I was just so infuriated with what I was seeing 
And I've seen some, like, crazy videos before, but I think just the fact that this officer was so emotionless to the fact that he was genuinely going to kill this man in broad daylight, I think that was my main concern. And later finding out, you know... George Floyd's past and knowing that they have a they had some sort of relationship and they knew each other listen excuse my French but I don't give a fuck if George Floyd did drugs before or if he sold drugs before I really don't care my problem is this how does an officer still have his job after having I believe and quote me if I'm wrong I think he had almost 17 other scenarios under his belt that were morally against being a police officer you know whether that was he took his gun out and shot somebody for no reason or he took somebody innocently into custody that didn't deserve to go to jail or he killed someone else listen I just (laughs) my thing is this I I have been written up for things that were the silliest little things and I've lost my job over something as like not counting um, a deposit correctly. Like I put the wrong amount of money on the front of a deposit slip and I got, I lost my job because of that. So to, to know that like something as silly as that, that I lost my job over and then to see someone who is supposed to be so highly respected by, you know, communities and just everyone in general, to know that there are, officers out there that are doing this and getting away with shit like this I think that's what the what the most infuriating thing was to me and I know that you know police brutality has been going on for years and the abuse of you know having these cops get away with certain situations and not being held accountable and just complete injustice even with all the incidents prior to George Floyd's death I will sum it up like this crime is crime I believe when you commit a crime, you deserve to be held accountable and obtain consequences. But just as simple as that may sound, it should be the same when it comes to officers holding a badge. They should be held accountable. They pledge to serve and protect our community. People should not have this idea of, excuse my language, but fuck the cops. They should be highly respected. And it's sad to know that a few, quote unquote, bad apples, as they love to call them, end up defining the other officers on duty but to be honest I don't agree with that whatsoever when people say that there's bad cops out there I look at them more as bad human beings and it's also sad to say that no matter how peaceful we try to make this world there will always be bad people and that's just what life is what makes it even worse is that there are bad apples everywhere there's bad pilots I mean look at the Kobe Bryant situation That pilot flying the helicopter should have known better and to not fly under certain circumstances. You know, the weather was not right and that was kind of like basics 101. And there's also bad doctors out there. I mean, not to get too personal with you guys, but my dad had brain surgery back in March and I'm not trying to like bash his surgeon, but that surgery was about $100,000. And that surgeon got $60,000 and my dad is still not better. He is still twitching. He is still dealing with the same pain. And 
to see my dad still not feeling better after two months, after three months, after four months now, it's really disheartening. And I just know that it's not just police officers. I think that there are just so many bad people out there. And now when I think about all this, I'm like, okay, well, maybe there needs to be a change in hiring in, in the academy process, in training, I think that there needs to be evaluations. Uh, when you don't check up on your people and you don't, um, what's the word? It's funny because when I think about when I was in retail, I actually, I actually had to evaluate my sales associates every single month. I had to go over the same thing with them every single month um, whether it was product knowledge, whether it was how to approach a customer, um, loss prevention issues. There were so many things that I had to go over with my team month by month in order to keep things in check. And I just feel like if I could do that as a manager on a retail perspective, why isn't this being done in law enforcement? And I'll never forget about a few weeks ago, I woke up and like the first thing on my Instagram feed was this video and there was probably about thousands, thousands of people protesting, but this was no peaceful protest, to be honest. I mean, this was straight up cops versus civilians and civilians versus cops. And to see the amount of violence that was happening right before my eyes, and I wasn't even there in person, but I'm not far from the Barclays Center. I was so scared. Just, I thought like somebody was going to die right in front of me, like just watching the video. And I get a lot of anxiety when I watch violence. I'm a very peaceful person. And just seeing this, I broke down into tears. I was just so overwhelmed with emotions and I couldn't do anything about it. And that's what I guess hurt the most was the fact that it was real and it was really happening. Now, to speak on the protests and racial inequality over the last two months, over the countless amount of innocent black lives that have been taken, this is what constantly happens. People start to destroy communities, and I understand it may feel good in the moment, but is it really worth it? Then you have protests that are genuinely always led with peace. And then with these two actions, there's just no change. I believe if people started to realize that their voice does matter and how important voting is, not just presidential election, but voting for governors, mayors, judges, attorneys. We all need to continue to educate ourselves at the end of the day. Don't wait for someone to tell you who's who. That's how change is actually created. The amount of people who just took advantage of these protests to profit over people of color's pain by rioting and causing destruction in innocent neighborhoods, that I think was the most upsetting part about all this because Now, rioters and looters are now getting confused as protesters. And to be honest, I thought the protests were a beautiful thing. To see all these communities and all these people of different races come together as one, that's what our world should be like all the time. And the sad part was this overwhelming amount of destruction where... Homeless people relied on certain banks to charge their phones, and now the banks are destroyed. So, you know, people were just thinking it's okay to harm these innocent neighborhoods where human beings deserve a lot better than that. Some of them are immigrants, people who have served our country 
to see all this anger and rage there's just other ways to get answers they may not have been descendants of slavery but i do believe at some point in time a lot of races were considered slaves at some point maybe hundreds and thousands of years ago but when i think of the people who built this country i think of immigrants and people of color and they really just came here to do their job and make a better life for themselves so when i also saw departments who were marching with protesters and i thought that was a beautiful thing and one of the main things that a deputy in charge said was we will not allow to tear down our city and to not follow the people who are antagonizing to start this hate and violence because the people that were out there to genuinely protest and speak their mind were not trying to start any sort of violence whatsoever. There's no doubt in my mind that there's blatant, ignorant racism in this world, and I believe that it is taught. It's not something you're born with. The fact that black people can't even go out for a simple jog without having the fear of being shot or kindly asking someone to put their dog on a leash without being racially profiled or even feel safe in their own homes. That bothers me. And if it doesn't bother you, I think that's a problem because they are obviously not treated the same. And in a country where there's supposed to be equality and people should be able to speak their mind, I believe that actions speak louder than words. And we all need to start doing our part and not turning a blind eye to racism or ignorance. We need to all have more conversations. I just believe life is such a beautiful gift and to know that there are human beings out there that don't feel safe. Seeing mothers cry, seeing babies being killed just for being in a really bad situation. I mean, we're all the same, so why call for division? When I see Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter come up in conversation, all I think about is division. And when I hear people say, I see no color, that's not the goal. We should be saying, I see your color, I hear you, and I value you. I will educate myself on things you have experienced, and I work against the racism that harms you. We are all beautiful, and we need to do better. That's the goal. I think that we need to stop ignoring things that make you feel uncomfortable because this is the reality of life. And I'm sure if you were to be put in that situation or if you were related to anybody who has lost their life innocently due to police brutality or just in general, you wouldn't be staying silent. You would be doing anything in your power to have justice and fight for what's right. So you may ask me after all of this information, Christiana, what's next? What can I look forward to? Because we've all witnessed a lot of negativity during these past few months. And I think the one thing that would be nice is to look for some hope or look forward to something positive. And like I said before, I'm a very realistic person. And I believe that when we are in a tough time, that we need to be human and soak it all in and be able to reflect and then at that point manifest what we want to see in the world. So what I would suggest is first 
write down exactly what you would want to see change in the world, what you want your future to look like, what you want overall our society to look like. And at that point, you start to really manifest all of that energy into the world and it'll speak volumes, trust me. I also believe that being more open to having tough conversations is going to be a continuous thing. I also think that our world is never going to truly be the same or like back to normal, as people love to say. I think that our world has really changed in many, many ways for the good and the bad. I think with this whole quarantine, focusing on the small moments that make you smile is really important. And really just focusing on what you truly want. So for example, if you're not happy at your job, this is the perfect time to look for a new job. And if you are currently unemployed, put yourself out there, get yourself on LinkedIn, get yourself talking to people, connect with others on Instagram and all other social media platforms. You just never know what opportunities can arise just by a simple conversation. I think this is a perfect time to take some money that you've saved and start investing into stocks and educate yourself on stocks. It's something that is always an uphill battle. You know, the economy is always going to be a little roller coaster, if that makes sense. And right now, it may not seem like it's at its peak, but in a few months, trust me, it's definitely something that I've looked into and I've started to get involved with. So, another thing is. If you've ever wanted to start a business, this is the time. This is the time to, especially if you're in your 20s or even if you're not in your 20s, but especially if you're in your 20s, if you're in your 20s and there's something that you've always wanted to do, whether that was to start your own clothing company or start your own marketing company or become a consultant, I don't know, anything, this is the time to do it because... When you see that the world is on such a pause and you have all this extra time on your hands, I mean, this is the main reason why I started this podcast was because I had all this extra time on my hands and I had no idea really how to keep myself busy, but starting a podcast and being able to speak my mind and have these conversations with people and have them listen in and have people to collaborate with, this was something that I was always very passionate about that I never really had the guts to do until quarantine so with that being said I remember an economic downturn from 2007 to 2009 some of the biggest companies that are so well known now were just starting then and that is companies such as Uber and Airbnb so definitely be on the lookout for some companies that are getting a lot of attention during this time because who knows what their worth will be in a few years Some other good things to come out of this pandemic is the spirit of community is stronger than ever. I think that despite everyone being home and quarantined, with the amount of protest and people just coming together as a community with conversations and being able to reach out to one another and support one another during these tough times, I think is One of the most beautiful things throughout this whole entire process and experience that we all get to tell our kids one day, which is pretty cool. Um, (laughs) Supposedly, there's been reduced carbon emissions. So 
Carbon emissions are set to decrease by 8% in 2020. With this whole virus, it caused the biggest shock to the global energy system in over like 70 years, which is pretty awesome. So we have cleaner air. (laughs) It's funny because that's something I always complained about when living in New York. I went to Paris last summer and the air was just so much more cleaner and more crisp and you could just completely tell the difference between Europe and New York's air. So awesome. We have cleaner air now. I think another great thing is to focus on essential workers. You know, supermarket cashiers, shelf stackers, delivery drivers are not generally thought of as heroes, but I think during this pandemic, they were highlighted as such essential roles played on a day-to-day basis and someone we all depended on. And usually they're not getting the appreciation they deserve, but I hope by the end of this pandemic, they continue to get the, the appreciation they deserve. Another great thing is that people are sleeping better. So getting a good night's sleep is important for productivity, mood, and overall health. And I think that even though there are some worries during this pandemic and just everything going on in the world, I think that People are looking for a good night's sleep just to make themselves feel better and also calm down everything that's going on in their mind. So I definitely consider yourselves getting a good night's sleep all the time because you deserve it. And changes in working habits. You know, I think that a lot of companies during this process, they are now realizing that maybe we don't need all this space as an office and we can save a lot of money on rent and possibly give that money into, you know, promoting people and giving people higher salaries and just not wasting all that money on such a big space because of the fact that people can work from home and working from home now is not this uh, taboo thing, I guess you would say. And another thing is that people are more in touch with their family and friends. I think that prior to this pandemic, Specifically me, it's something that I've never changed. I've always been the type of person to stay in touch with my family and friends. I think that it's important for you to make people feel like they're not alone and also for yourself too. Like when you can be able to have a conversation with someone and feel like they're going through the same thing as you, it just genuinely makes you feel better. And I think that with technology, with Zoom and FaceTime, Being able to reconnect with loved ones and still have that communication, I think, is key. So if you feel like you don't have the best communication skills, try hopping on FaceTime more often or sending voice notes as I'm literally the queen of voice notes. And I think also my public speaking has gotten so much better just from sending voice notes. And now I don't have to complain that I have like carpal tunnel in my fingers. It's because I don't text as much. But I think when I first asked this question to some of my friends or family members of what they think will come next, they were all just having such a negative mindset as to like, oh, there's nothing going to be positive that comes out of this. And I just feel like when you go into a situation and think that way, of course, you're only going to have a negative outcome because that's the kind of mindset that you're going into the situation with. But I think when you start to think outside the box, you do your research, you educate yourself and you keep yourself always in the loop of what's going on in our world. I think that that will speak volumes to the kind of person that you end up becoming and it'll only put you at the forefront of what's going to come. So with that being said, I know that there are a lot of things that I didn't touch on such as our president and 
politics and COVID being this man-made virus and conspiracy theories. I know. I know that there's a lot of Illuminati. <laughs> there's, there's only so much that I could talk about and so much that I can handle all at once. And maybe there will be a part two. Let me know if you guys would want to hear a part two where I can get into detail about that stuff that I just mentioned. But like I said, I just wanted to speak my mind, speak my thoughts and my opinions on everything that has happened over the past few months. It's been a lot. It's been a lot for all of us. And I just want you guys to know that you're not alone. We are all feeling something right now. This year is like no other. And it may be a sucky year, but what I keep reminding myself is that this is all temporary and we're all going to get through this and we're going to have shitty years sometimes. It just, it is what it is. But I think that when you learn how to cope with something like this and you learn how to handle certain situations, it only just makes you a stronger human being. So I want to thank anybody who has listened to this podcast in this segment. Uh, This is my longest one and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope it was enjoyable to listen to. I know that I'm usually more charismatic and funny, but this was something that was a little bit more serious that I just wanted to obviously shed some light on. But yeah, that's pretty much it. So I hope you guys have an amazing day. Please continue to stay safe and healthy and present in the and what's going on and take some time for yourself. Don't stress yourself out and remember that you are also important too. Got me, got me questioning